LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Thank you for joining me, Stephen Doyle, here to preview this weekend's action in the SSE Electricity League. Coming up on this week's edition. Um, yeah, no, I think he was cheering and everything after, even though he was 2 0 down, so I was giving a bit of slagging for that. We need to go into the game now against St. Pat's, maybe a newfound confidence that they have struggled to break us down in those games. Every game you want to win, every, every battle you, you want to try and win, you want to try and get to the playoffs. Yeah, Dundalk attacker John Martin talking about his teammate ruining James McLean's dream night and the feeling of a late, late winner. Shelburne goalkeeper Connor Kearns and positive vibes around Tolga after the Turkish takeover. And Treaty United forward Dean George discusses a really important away day in Athlone Town. If you can, like and subscribe to the podcast, which is out every Thursday. And you can find me on Twitter under the handle at Rebel. On match day 20 in the Premier Division, seems like such a long time ago. Thanks to all three sides below them dropping points on the last weekend before the international break, the champions extended their lead at the top of the table to six points with a 4-0 win over UCD at home. It's taken a deflection and a chance of a fourth goal and it's in. It's there. Cruz finds the net to make it 4-0. Kieran Cruz... With his first goal in senior football for Shamrock Rovers. Derry City in second place played out a scoreless draw with fourth place Bohemians at the Ryan McBride Brandywell, while Dundalk stayed in touch with the top four thanks to their 2 1 win at Cork City. We'll hear all about that late winner from the man who scored it later. City are two points behind Sligo Rovers, who held Shelburne to a 1 1 draw at Tolka Park. The biggest drama, though, on the night was another late winner, but this one at Weavers Park where St. Patrick's Athletic lost 2-1 to Drotty United. And uh, surely that's going to be it. Darren Markey is in a real battle for possession early. Has he won it? He has. There's a chance for Drotty here. 3-2. Brian Brennan is making the run over on the left-hand side. He slips it to Dale Rooney. He's going to be on his right foot. He knocks it back to Markey. Can he get the a chance? Out? Can he bury it? Oh! He's scored! He's scored! Drotty United have won it with the last kick of the game. Surely incredible stuff. He did say it been late drama in this game this season. And it's happened again. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball On Match Day 21 in the Premier Division the third Dublin derby of the season will see Bohemians entertain a Shamrock Rovers side they've lost to twice this season including a 2-0 defeat in the previous Mount Park clash they're back in Fibsborough on Friday night and so are the RTE cameras to show it live with the game in hand the Gypsies will be hoping to close the 8 points gap on their south side rivals there's another massive derby taking place in the northeast as Drogheda United host a Dundalk team they've lost to in the other two meetings this season. Dundalk attacker John Martin bagged a late winner in the 3-2 meeting in April. He likes a late one as he grabbed another against Cork City before the break. Uh, you can't really. It's just pure elation at the time. Like your, your kind of emotions are just running wild, really. Uh, but like there's no feeling like it. Like you don't get it anywhere else. In the world, really, like I mean, that that feeling, that buzz, like that that kick of adrenaline, like it's just it's amazing, like and just to know you're helping your teammates um, and helping your team, like and, and making the fans happy, like that's that's even more of a buzz than to know um, the buzz you're giving everyone else around you, like so. 
Yeah, I mean, every goal is great, but really, like, the winners are they're the ones like you, you dream about and you visualise when you're, you're, you're before you go out to play Martin is determined to nail down a starting place in the Dundalk team he's had 10 starts and 10 sub appearances so far this term but he's enjoying the challenge of playing for a demanding boss like Stephen O'Donnell yeah I mean he, he's great really he demands a lot like it's, it's what we, we all want as players like as a, a demanding manager like you know and we really feed off that and obviously he always has good things to say about the league and he's, he's, he's a lot to say um, and, and when you, when he's speaking like he really grasps like the room he really has the room like you know you really you sit down and you take notes what he's, what he's saying so um, yeah obviously he's, he's great to play for and we, we all really push each other because of his, uh, his competitiveness and he wants us to do so well and, and we really feed off that they've enjoyed back-to-back wins after a run of three defeats in four matches Martin admits it's something they had to address on the training ground obviously we, we did have a, a rough spell around there um, we were not sure we couldn't really put a finger on it why we, we weren't clicking um, but we were leaking a lot of goals and stuff and we just kind of weren't gelling together as a team for whatever reason but um I think we've got it right now and we're, we're kind of on the, the straight and narrow so we hope anyway fingers crossed but yeah um, I think we've we've sorted out the problems and we're looking forward to the, the match on Friday obviously they're not going to be easy uh, it's never an easy game against them up there they're, they're on a good little run I think they had a good result before before the break against Pats so um you know that they're they're very resilient side. Like so, um, we'll have our homework done and we'll be we prepped and ready to go. Like most players in the league, Martin enjoyed a short holiday in Greece, but didn't catch Stephen Kenny's boys in green in Athens. However, he did see them in Dublin beating Gibraltar three 0 And I asked him about his clubmate Louis Ainsley, ruining James McLean's dream night by blocking a certain goal chance for the former Derry City winger who was making his 100th Irish appearance. Yeah, I spoke to him a little bit about it. Uh, it was funny, I was at the game um, and I kind of, you're kind of watching Louis as well as trying to support <laughs> Ireland and I had noticed he was there and I was kind of really like cheering for the goal that could have went in but also cheering because I knew it was Louis that blocked it. So it was funny and <laughs> uh, that kind of sense for... Um, yeah, no, I think he was cheering and everything after, even though he was tuning down. So I was giving him a bit of slagging for that. <laughs> so, no, he did brilliant, I thought, in fairness to him. Um, it's good to have Louis around. He's, he's a big character in the, in, the, in the dressing room, and we're all really proud of what he's done. Cork City will be trying to return to winning ways when they go to Derry City. The Candy Stripes have dropped points in draws in their last two home matches. And Sligo Rovers are Dublin-bound to take on UCD, badly in need of points to move away from the relegation playoff place. Now, the other big derby in the capital this Friday sees St. Patrick's Athletic entertain Shelburne. A Shell's win would leave them two points behind their hosts. The Saints have won both previous matches by a goal to nil this season, but Shelburne goalkeeper Connor Kearns believes there's very little between the two clubs. I think in both games, there was nothing to separate either of us, and... Pat scored off two set pieces both games and were able to hold on to, 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 to keep us out. If we were being honest with ourselves with our best performances this season, probably not. I think we, we need to go into the game now against St. Pat's maybe a newfound confidence that they have struggled to break us down in those games. They have struggled to, I think in the first game in particular, we we were very, very good in the ball. Um, we played really, really well. Hit, hit the crossbar, I think. Could have gotten a result out of it. So I wouldn't say that 
we feel this inferiority complex the Pats like they have our number I think they've come out the better of two very very tight games and for us now it's trying to find that like I said killer instinct and a little bit of self-belief to uh, to go and try to get three points because ultimately that is our, our aspirations on Friday night this is what we want to achieve so they have a wealth of talent in their squad but you know so have we and if we can turn up and perform to the best of our abilities we know we can beat them. The former UCD and Galway United player was rewarded for his efforts this season with a new contract that takes him up until the end of next season. He has nine clean sheets in 20 matches and has conceded the fewest goals of any keeper in the league. So what does he attribute his excellent form to? I think from a personal perspective, I think that we work very hard with Paul Skinner, our goalkeeper coach. Um, I do work very hard with Joey O'Brien in terms of defensive setup and, and how to almost limit the actions I'll have in the game through like organisation with the back line um, and then I think a big part of it is just in, enjoying it so much enjoying the football enjoying the training training at a high intensity you just feel sharp going in every week um, look not every game is going to be perfect but I think I've been fortunate I suppose at times that I've been able to come up with some some big moments for the team but you know like the flip side of that is there'll be moments that I won't cover myself in glory and they'll obviously have my back you know so it's you know, it's just the way it is. I'm pleased with my own performances to a certain degree, but you know, I'm always looking for room to improve, and maybe that striving to be better every week is kind of pushing me to keep my standards up. His new deal was announced soon after the club revealed that Hull City owner Atune Illichali has become the majority shareholder of the club. Shell supporters are excited to see some new investment in the club, although understandably there are concerns around Irish football when an overseas investor becomes involved in a League of Ireland setup. Cairns takes a more positive view. I think there is in the League of Ireland because of the way things have gone previously in years gone by a natural I don't want to say maybe pessimism but caution with any sort of wealthy ownership that comes in um, but it's something that I don't think the people involved at Shelburne Football Club would have been so for if they saw a number of negatives being a part of it of course it's a concern because it's just I suppose I don't know if it's just an Irish mentality or if it's specifically League of Ireland mentality but there's that fear factor and everything nobody really is comfortable with massive change but as a player you've limited control over the way things are going to pan out under new ownership I've had brief interactions with one or two of the new faces who've come in and they've been largely positive so I prefer to stick on the side of the excitement of everything and, and seeing the positive positives that can come out of it and um, look ultimately it's a matter of trusting in your new owners having faith in them having faith in the message that they put out and I'm actually not on I'm not on Twitter or, or anymore but I, my brother was telling me himself that a lot of the whole city supporters have lots of positive things to say about the owners so hopefully that's a, a positive sign Back to on-field matters and I mentioned Shell's excellent form stretching back to the beginning of April it must give the players a massive feeling of confidence going into big games like this Yeah I think we have that confidence that we know we're a difficult team to well we have been a difficult team to beat up to this point of the season and that comes from, from hard work that if, if we don't continue to do it then you know that sort of record will fade away um, so it, it's kind of a double-sided coin you know obviously it, it's brilliant to go on a run where you know Teams have to work hard to beat you. Um, teams aren't going to get lots of chances to to put you to the sword. I'm, I'm hoping I jinx myself now, but I don't think we've been beaten by more than one goal this season. I think they've all been one goal, two, one, and three, one nil. So the other side of it is there's a couple of draws in there that we would like to have turned into wins, um, particularly the last game before the break. So I think we have to find, try to work to find that 
ruthless edge that those games that are on a knife edge we start racking up more wins and start putting more teams to the sword ourselves because I don't know how many draws are in that run but certainly there's two or three games off the top of my head that we would rather as good as it is not to have lost there could be more wins on the board like. you can hear so much more from Connor Kearns and this week's two other guests on the LOI Match Day Extra podcast all of three interviews in full and available in the same feed that you got this one all of Friday night's matches kick off at 7.45 LOI Match Day on Off The Ball On match day 19 in the first division, there wasn't a huge amount of change in the league table as all of the teams in the top four won on the night. Second-placed Waterford beat Bray Wanderers 3-1 at the RSC, where that man was on the score sheet yet again. Oh, Coughlin threw again. Oh, Coughlin is going to get the goal. Coughlin gets the third one. No stopping this man. No stopping this man. He's second of the night and he's 25th of the season so far. Leaders Galway United beat Wexford away 2-0, while third-placed Athlone Town were 1-0 winners at Kerry. There was a good 1-0 win for Cove Ramblers away to Treaty United. And drama at Bishop's Gate, where Longford Town came out the wrong side of a five-goal thriller against Finn Harps, who got the winner in the 81st minute. Porter down the line towards O'Donnell. O'Donnell, lovely dribbling, lovely close control, carries it inside, and it's 3-2 to Finn Harps! Damien Duffy, the substitute, has scored! On match day 20 in the first division, there's one 8 o'clock kickoff with the rest at 8.45. The late start is in Bally Buffet, where a Finn Harps team are looking to stay unbeaten this season against their visitors. Wexford drew on their last visit to Donegal and were beaten at home 1-0 by Harps in April. Longford Town will be hoping to end a poor run of three defeats. There won't be too many giving them a chance away to the league leaders, but the town won the last clash with Galway United 1-0, the only side to inflict a defeat on the runaway leaders this season. Waterford have enjoyed 3-1 and 5-0 wins this term against their Friday night host Cove Ramblers. A Rams win would close the gap on the Blues to just 10 points. Bottom side Kerry make the trip to Bray Wanderers with the Seagulls looking to hold off Wexford who are just three points behind them in the last playoff place. One team looking to take one of those top five places is Treaty United. One of their forward men, Dean George, told LOI Match Day there's a real belief within the squad they can get there once again. You know, the goals are always trying to push to get into the playoffs, always push for promotion. I mean, that's every club's goal. You know, every game you want to win, every every every, every battle you, you want to try and win, you want to try and get to the playoffs. I think, you know, it's definitely within, within our capabilities. We've shown that the last two years. You know, we've got to the playoffs the first year the club was, you know, built, was established, we got to the playoffs. The second year we we cemented that and got to the playoffs again. So it's not something that is unheard of or that we're we think that is out we're reached. Like we definitely feel like we're capable of getting to the playoffs. But um, you know, it will be tough. It's it's not going to be easy. I think we we've shown that we can go on a run. I think we we've, we've won four games in a row. Um, already this year I think Waterford or Galway are, are the only other teams to do that so far this year I, I could be wrong but you know so it's it's definitely within us um, but we just kind of we just need to take it game by game to, to get some consistency back in our results to try and keep some clean sheets to get back to basics and and then you know we worry about the playoffs come you know the last 5-10 games the former Wexford and Athlone town man has scored three goals in 17 appearances for United this season, his second full season at the club. He scored seven last term in 26 appearances, 19 of those were starts, and he explains how playing under Tommy Barrett has helped him to progress his career. 
when I came into treaty, it was just kind of, it was very much a, a feel good factor about the place. So it was very much, you felt like there was just a, an environment there that you're, you're free to kind of express yourself, that you're not worried about taking a bad touch or missing a chance that you're not going to be caned if, if you miss one chance or two chances or something falls and it doesn't quite go right that, you know, players are there and, and staff are there to support you. And I think that's one thing, look, that's one thing that, I think Tommy's great at is that he really gives confidence to his players and, and he kind of allows players, in, especially in the final ter- third, to be creative. That, like, you know, it's not robotic. It's like, you know, we get to the final third and, and feel free to express yourself. So that's one thing I think that, that definitely helped me last year anyways. There's another man banging in goals for the Munster men. Enda Curran has seven so far this season. George admits he tries to pick up as many pointers as he can from his teammates. We'd probably like to have played more games together up top. You know, sometimes mm. I was out injured a lot the, the first season. Um, and then this season I picked up a few niggles and, and he's picked up an injury too as well. So, you know, we haven't probably played as much as, as we would like to consistently up top together. But um, he's been brilliant. Like he's kind of, I, I get to learn a lot off him every day in in, the, in games and in, in, in the training ground. He's brought like a wealth of experience and obviously, you know, the goals and, and the type of player that he is speaks for himself. You know, he's he's always um, in around that box. He, I don't think there's anyone better at, at getting a goal. And, you know, I think um, that's something that I kind of try and learn from and, and hope to kind of gain, you know, as as, as the games, games go on. Curran scored a double in the 2-2 away draw against Athlone Town and Barrett's boys were 2-1 winners in their home match in May. George knows this will be another tough battle against the side in third place. That's going to be a tough, tough game. Um, I think they've they've picked up a, a good kind of run of momentum before the break. I think they are probably one of the teams that probably didn't want the break to happen um, if you're going on results and form-wise because they they were playing, they've, they've been playing some really good football and, and scoring some good goals. Um, and they've been very good this year. So it's always going to be a tough task. Um, I think against any of the teams this year, it seems to be the, the way the league has, has gone this year. It's kind of you have... You know the two full-time teams, who are kind of probably a level above um, the rest of the league, and then you have your own mini league. Then between the the remaining kind of eight teams, I think I think it's shown that you know teams can take points. Those out of those eight squads, eight teams, let's say, I think anyone can take points off anyone. Um, so it's very much kind of who turns up on the day and, and, and you know who has a bit of fortune but um, look, we'll be looking to get a result to bounce back from Cove and of course they'll be looking to keep their run of form going so it should be a good game Well that's it for another edition of LOI Match Day thank you for listening and if you can like and subscribe to the podcast check out LOI Match Day Extra in your podcast feed where you can hear all three interviews in full safe travels to the match and I'll chat to you next week LOI Match Day on Off The Ball.